Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. perspectives and explore the enchanting, hilarious, and unusual interconnections between society, ecology, and queerness. All right, that was good. Okay, what? I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're getting good at this. Hey. Hi, everyone. Hey, y'all. Welcome, Welcome to episode three. three. This would be three, yeah. <gasps> Isn't that wild? And then, yeah. No. It's like a real thing. I know. Three. Also, we're on camera. Oh. Hello to everyone hey, watching. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> On Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Thanks you to all three of our Patreons. We love our you. Most, our most loyal soldiers. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You guys are the best. If anyone listening would like to join our Patreon, it's pretty awesome over there. That's uh, what everybody says. God. <laughs> Everyone Patreon. says it's really fun on the Patreon. Everybody loves it there. Yeah. <laughs> you should get hip. Get with the girls. <laughs> All um, the girls are on Patreon. Yeah, for only five dollars a month. Only five, babe. Um, you babe, can that's get... one coffee. Yeah. Oh my god, it is. It is one. That's coffee. literally one coffee, and it means like three hundred coffees to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does. You can really maximize your coffee money by making it mean so much more <laughs> by just donating to our Patreon. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's like so many pumpkin Damn. spice lattes. Oh my god, I've never had one. Oh. I'm coming clean. Not on our Bitches Love Witches episode. I know. Me saying I've never had a pumpkin spice latte. That's okay. Also, yeah, it's so spooky in here. If, if you're not watching on Patreon, you're missing out on the extremely the spooky lighting. vibes. The lighting, yes. It is a dark and stormy night. It Okay, it truly is. Mother yeah. Nature said, which episode? Yeah. Storm. Exactly. Thunder. Lightning. <laughs> well, I was literally getting ready to come here, and it was like lightning outside my window. And yeah. Ma'am. That makes me so excited. Like, it makes me so happy. I think that's why I'm so, like, I'm, I, I'm so excited right now. It gives me energy. I mean, I, one, am just excited to be here, and two, also had a monster. Right and wine. <laughs> and, and a glass of yeah, wine. Yeah, we just had so dinner. she's feeling great. Yeah. I'm feeling in the mood to pod. Me too. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're talking about witches. Bitches. Love. Witches. Bitches love witches. Bitches. Yeah, I'm bitches too. I'm, I'm bitches. I need you to bring the spooky because I came with like the history and the the facts. Okay, and okay. I need you to bring like the vibes and the spooky and the, the questions. I can definitely bring the questions. <laughs> as far as spooky, I am probably the least paranormal person that I've ever encountered. Like I've never had anything happen to me yeah. outside normal. Yeah. Like day-to-day happenings. Well, that's good. Then I think you have a very unfiltered perception of what spooky is. 
Oh, yeah, but I, I am not a skeptic. I 100% believe yeah. is the thing. I'm not a skeptic at all. Yeah. And like, no, it's real. I yeah. just like, need it to happen to mm. You want to be haunted? Okay. I, said, I do not want to be haunted. Okay. That's not in my Haunted list. with nuance because like, <laughs> I want a nuance, nuanced haunting. Thank you very much. Um, no. Well, I've been listening to this podcast called Let's Get Haunted. Okay. And they do every fourth episode, they do listener stories oh. where like the listeners will write in, they'll read the submissions and like their normal episodes are good. They're like, I love the storytelling behind them, but their listener stories episodes, I literally have to split up into chunks because sometimes I get too scared to continue, <laughs> especially if I'm like at home listening yeah. or like in my car. Cause I'm like, what if something pops up in my rear view mirror? Oh no, I can't. You I can't I mean? in the car. No. Yes. So, I, I think oh, about that all the time. Yeah. Something so, in my rear view. I'm like, I can't, Ugh. I can't have this. And now I check my backseat every time I get in, mm-hmm. which I know is like a pretty common thing. But for me, this is a normal, this is a new, a new development. Yeah. And it's just because of the haunted stuff. Well, it's perfect timing. Because, it is. Um, this episode will be coming out in spooky, well, season, kind of know, the, be- the very beginning of spooky season. Are we, okay, so how are we spelling season? Are we doing that S Z N, or are we just going to go ahead and commit to the full word? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Because that means a lot to me personally. You, what do you want? I didn't know this was so controversial. So like, I tried the line between season being like chuggy, but also like necessary. Okay. And then I think Halloween is inherently very chuggy. I mean, yeah, that's fair. It's like chug season. <laughs> and that's true, and I do love it. Now that we're talking about maybe somewhat unpopular opinions, what is your opinion on candy corn? Candy corn. Um no your facial expression is telling me everything i need to know well you like grandma candy so you 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 know i do (laughs) (laughs) listen i love hard caramel candies i love those little strawberry candies yeah i I do love grandma candy so i do i mean i'll eat it but it's not the first candy i'm grabbing for after i'm trick-or-treating what is the first candy you're grabbing for then any chocolate you do love chocolate yeah okay I respect that. Except for Whoppers. Fuck Whoppers. Fuck a Whopper. Yeah, we, Listen, all, we all can agree. We are an anti-Whopper pod. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> we will never take a sponsorship from Whopper. Ever. What about Tootsie Rolls? Not a Tootsie Roll fan either. I was it's a Tootsie like, Roll fan in my chocolate. infancy. Okay. But now I'm like, this is chocolate Laffy Taffy and I have no interest in this. It's not chocolate. That's the thing. It's like, it's, it looks like it should be delicious Wonka chocolate. It's like and it's chocolate not. gum. And I don't want yeah. that. And I don't want that. Yeah. But all right. Do, are you ready? <laughs> are we ready to jump in? I'm excited. Yeah. I have a lot, you guys. So usually, um, you know, we might both kind of bring something to the table, but I went so fucking deep into the witch. Yes, um, Michael Hobbs. Yeah, I know, <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I went too deep. And so I have a lot, and um, I'm just going to kind of kind of do it. So um, here we go. So I'm dressed. I'm dressed. <laughs> I'm kind of witchy. <laughs> uh, I, I was going for kitsune. Okay. Do you know what kitsune is? No. It's kind of like a Japanese witch. It's like this lore about a woman slash fox. Wait, I have heard this before. Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah. where did I hear it? I wonder. I don't know. It's she. Remember. I mean, weebs love kitsune. Um, weebs. So probably, <laughs> probably in the weebiverse. The weebiverse. But um, 
I I just I don't know. I was looking. I I wanted to dress as a witch, but in a witch that was like my kind of witch. Um, not an anti-Semitic witch. Right. Not an anti-Semitic <laughs> witch. I definitely could be witchier, but um, this is what I'm going for. And I, I think I wanted to start with that because it's like magic and witchcraft is kind of like universal. You can find very similar lore in pretty much every culture. Mm. That's where we're going with this. I'm so excited. I thought we could start with a, you could take a, what kind of witch are you BuzzFeed quiz. Stop. Um, just to see, so we can find yes. out what kind of witch you are. Okay, wait. So I've got it here. We can just okay. use this and you can tell me. Okay, what what kind of witch am I? Yeah. Tune in now to figure it out. Yeah. So okay. here we are on BuzzFeed. My favorite color is green. You know that. That's simply not. Well, we've got soft pastels. <gasps> neutrals. Neutrals. Okay, neutral colors. I love neutrals. Favorite animal? Um, I'm going to say sea animals because really? I, love, I love how they fuck with our like perceptions of what is natural and what is not yeah uh, sea creatures kind of give like a middle finger to like land animals yeah and i think it's really cool okay yeah yeah you're on team sea creatures i am your favorite aesthetic okay masks <laughs> academics 40 beachy or crunch um i'm just gonna have to say academic okay. i guess like dark academia i find somewhat attractive yeah Go to vacation spot. Oh, down cabin in the woods. Okay, yeah. Or the jungle. Really? I think that's kind of scary. What? Oh my god, that's uh, cabin in the woods. Now that we're speaking haunted, that was the first horror movie I ever watched. Yeah, I've never seen it. Favorite holiday? Mm, Fuck Valentine's Day. Fuck Fourth of July. (gasps) You don't like Valentine's Day? Fuck St. Patrick's Day. Sorry to my Irish ancestors. Um, I love Valentine's Day. I don't. Damn. It's just like another reason to spend money. Uh-uh. It's about love. Every day is about love. What do you mean, Cricket? Okay, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, which I one like, are you going to pick? I'll say Christmas because I'm born two days after Christmas. So. Okay. Oh, so... <laughs> I'm a moon witch. So, according to BuzzFeed, the Wait, very reliable so source, you are a moon ceremony witch. Looking up at the night sky, burning incense, you believe in following cycles and going through routines different cycles honestly i can't say that i haven't done these things before yeah honestly i think buzzfeed quizzes are the authority yeah i mean i've definitely done new moon rituals before like absolutely have done them great so like i (laughs) I don't know what that is what (laughs) so like a new moon basically symbolizes like a fresh start um so it's like a great time for releasing and for like orienting yourself towards like desires and goals yeah and so it's really great um, to just kind of like what I would do is just like write out a bunch of shit that I'm like tired of and like want to mm, leave behind okay. and then I would like hold it really like set my intention with it and then I'd burn that shit yeah and then I would set my crystals outside underneath the moon to let them Hell charge yeah. in the new moon to give them that new moon energy that sounds amazing anyways I, I had a witchy that. I had a witchy um I used to like borderline do spells yeah I got really intense at one point oh my god no I think that's so, great yeah. And I also had like, I don't know, I had kind of like a, a Tumblr witch phase. Very, very BuzzFeed quiz-esque kind Wait, of phase. Now we need to know what kind of witch you are. Oh. Ah, you said, oh, not me. <laughs> okay, I'll do it really quick. I was about to say, it's four questions. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say bright colors. Okay, that checks. Woodsy animals. <laughs> Academic. Somewhere, someplace a little more adventurous than the rest. Ooh, quirky girl. And Valentine's Day. 
Okay, oh. I'm a divination crystal witch. <laughs> okay, crystal witch. Flipping cards and figuring out different meanings to things. You enjoy the pull of crystals and reflecting on the things going on in your life that the craft exposes you to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you own any crystals? I have an amethyst back there. <gasps> but that's it. The stone of comfort, the stone of protection, I believe. Don't you crystal girls come for me now. <laughs> They're going to okay. come for you. Listen, I am not the authority on what crystals are for. Except I once, I, oh my God. So when I was going through like a situationship back in undergrad, I carried this like huge chunk of black tourmaline on me. Oh my God. And it was in my backpack and I would take it to class and everything. Oh my God. And then was one, it heavy? It was so heavy. And then, <laughs> and then one day I was opening up my backpack in class and my fucking tourmaline falls out. Oh, no. And all of my classmates see this hunk of tourmaline. Oh, no. Come, and they're like... <laughs> You're like, sorry, that's my business. tourmaline. No, literally. I'm like, mind your fucking business. <laughs> like, don't look at me that way. Okay, we just got off on tangent. It's okay. Okay, coming back, coming tangent. back. Okay, the BuzzFeed quiz. Mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of gives you an idea of the internet witch. Um, oh, Lord. Lots are, of different, <sighs> like, borrowed traditions. Are we discussing internet witches? For sure, Like, yes. witch talk? Yeah. But just I a little, wait. I mean, towards the end, for sure. Okay, yeah, no, you I you know I like much. to be chronological. You do, you do, and this is one thing I appreciate about you. Thank you. <laughs> and so a lot of these, like, borrowed traditions kind of merged with Harry Potter and other, like, magical fiction and fantasy. The J.K. Rowling witches. Yeah. So I wanted to, like, take that. That's kind of where we are now, you know, and mm. kind of go back to maybe where some of these ideas came from and how they've evolved today. Yeah. So I learned that magic and witchcraft are, like, very complex ideas okay. whose definitions change greatly depending on culture, mm -hmm. where you are in the world and what what time you're in the world all that stuff so basically what i learned from like listening to hours of old british men talk about witchcraft which they love to do is that they like their can't define persecuted it them. yeah that's true they're guilty like <laughs> um no yeah because it's like i would listen to hours and hours and they'd be like witchcraft what is it and then by the end of it they'd be like i don't really know so magic precedes religion so i think mm. i figure we need to talk about magic if we're going to talk about witches Magic is found in nearly every ancient culture in the world through spiritual rituals that transcend life, death, and the binary between the natural and the supernatural. Mm, I so, the like, word binary. yeah, yeah. And we have this professor, Mr. Chris Gosden, who's a European archaeologist, and I used him for like a lot of this. Mm. Uh, he wrote The History of Magic from Alchemy to Witchcraft, from Ice Age to Present. And Ice Age? Yeah. Okay. What's his name? Chris? Chris Gosden. Gosden. Mr. Yeah. Chris. Okay, Chris. Um, And I mean, I read a little bit of his book, but honestly, I just listened to podcasts uh, like interviewing him. It's the um, supreme way to address information. Yeah. It was just easier for me. So he says that magic is an evolutionary way to make sense of the world. Mm. It's human participation in the universe. <sighs> Um, we that we feel in some way we're continuous with the powers of the universe. Mm -hmm. And he also says that it's like really experimental, building off of generational knowledge mm -hmm. and checking itself in like an early version of the scientific method. So that's something that like I needed to deconstruct mm -hmm. as I was learning this because we think of magic and we think of like an obsolete idea, like something that it's not even worth like thinking of anymore, like being yeah. really critical of it. 
or basically just like discounting that entire system of knowledge trying to explain it away using like science or reason right things like this right or but like we, we don't give enough credit to them yeah. to the people who believed in these things and like mm -hmm. were really trying to like make sense of the mm -hmm. world and this is the way they did it and to um, like what degree are is religion somewhat magic right like for example like christianity what about eating like the body and the blood of christ right? doesn't scream magic to you exactly so anyways continue. yeah Hello. um so he also says that like magic is a form of accessible problem solving okay. um and medicine across cultures and he talks about like the birth of astrology slash astronomy in mesopotamia hmm. where they basically use the horoscope as like a form of medicine wow. and he said that they, that's like the birth of astrology but i don't know if that aligns with like really really early star mapping and cosmologies with like pacific islander peoples you know like they be, were doing that shit forever it'd so it'd be interesting to do like a cross analysis of the two yeah. to see which came first yeah i don't know or like because when i think of people who like really knew the stars mm -hmm. i think of like pacific islanders or yeah. aboriginal people or yeah. you know so i don't know well and then when it comes to astrology you've got western and eastern astrology which right. are completely different like i remember following this girl on tiktok who did eastern astrology and it was nothing yeah nothing like i had a different sign in yeah. eastern astrology you know what i mean like so I think it is really cool, these, like, huge differentiations between the same subject. Right. And, like, how place and positionality play into that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and how cool that so many different cultures in the past, like, ancient cultures look to the stars for their answers. Mm. And, like, we don't do that anymore, you know? Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, like, let's say you have, like, something weird going on with your body and you go to the doctor, what happens? So thinking about like the most recent time I went to the doctor, I was having like like borderline heart attacks essentially. And so I went into the like heart care ICU um, here in OKC. And so first thing was um, an intake form. So you fill out this long ass form, name, birth date, age, pre-existing conditions, what you're feeling now, those kinds of things. Then you go back, a nurse takes you back, they weigh you, um, <laughs> and then take your height, take your blood pulse, or take your blood pressure, and then also your blood oxygen levels, and then you sit in a room on some weird shifty um, paper sheet and wait for some random person to come into the sterile room to tell mm -hmm. you that you're fine and then to make you leave right um with uh just some medication right so that's my experience yeah least. do you feel like they solved your problem no because those things still regularly happen yeah. to me i think covid did it to me to be honest with yep. you yeah i am absolutely positive that COVID. Yeah. i have long covid so yeah me too slay. i have yeah. long covid diarrhea tmi um you're hearing it here first ladies gents and dames <laughs> like Oh my God, I didn't even know this. This is breaking information. Oh my God, oh my God. Um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to, okay, I wanted to- You get the like, diarrhea, I get the heart palpitations. <laughs> wow, we are not built the same, damn. Um, so I wanted to compare that experience, by the way, welcome to America, the healthcare system in America, hello. 
if we have any listeners, we do have some listeners from out of the country. Wait, I was what? looking. Yeah, we have some from Australia, from Italy. But was he's from um, Austria? Sorry. We now know he's in Austria. <gasps> I know our listener in Austria. I know. I know. Shout out Austria listener. <laughs> I won't, I'm not going to dox you, but I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was looking at the map. I was like, oh, that's cool. not so wild. Yeah. Australia and Austria. I know. Yeah. Hey. Hey, y'all. Um, this is us talking about the American healthcare system. Yeah. But anyways, so I wanted Ooh. to compare that experience you had to um, maybe an experience you might have going to a healer. Ooh, I can't wait. So I I got most of this like retelling from a it was a journal article called natural and supernatural intersections between the spiritual and natural worlds and African witchcraft and healing with reference to Southern Africa. And so the paper makes a bit of a generalization that yeah. people across Southern Africa are like more likely to believe that witches are just evil healers. So with, with the same capacity to communicate between the natural and supernatural. So imagine that there's like, there's just people and they have this ability to be supernatural and they can either be evil or good. And if they're evil, then they're a witch. And that's like kind of how they think of it. Okay. But also the paper kind of goes into like how as a journal looking at this culture, like they are imposing this idea of the natural versus the supernatural mm. where these people may not even see a difference between those two worlds and just see it all as like yeah. their experience. Mm -hmm. So those are the grains of salt. So yeah, think like Wizard of Oz, the good witch versus the bad witch. Like they have the same abilities, but different priorities. <laughs> okay. Like one wants to like... Be forever young. Kill children. And like steal souls. Yeah, and I don't... Kill children. Oh, and Wizard eat, of no, Oz is old as fuck. I don't... Or no, I that's seen the, it forever. That's Hansel and Gretel, my bad. <laughs> I wasn't thinking Wizard of Oz. They I don't were... know, it's an old ass movie. But I'm trying to say that there's like that binary, you know... Mm -hmm. there's no room for like not good not evil but somewhere between yeah they so if you go to a healer they might ask if someone is jealous of you or if someone may have a reason to curse you healers approach illness through like a wide variety of questions mm -hmm. to identify the source of pain physical wellness assessed through a lot less of a processed lens like mm -hmm. Like you go to, you said you go to the doctor, they give you medicine, they send you away. Like mm -hmm. they would kind of think more of both your physical and your spiritual well-being yeah. as well as your relationship with anyone in the community. Like, is there drama there? Like what's going on? Could somebody so, be praying on your downfall, literally. Right. I was reading this and I was like, oh my God, like that is exactly what I needed when I had a migraine mm. because it's. Like, for me, like, my migraines are truly a relationship between my body and my spirit. Like, I get migraines when I am really stressed yeah. or when something's going on in my life that, like, is out of my control yeah. or anything. And I had no idea that that's, like, what onset it. Um, and doctors don't even know what migraines are caused by. Like, they didn't know what to give me. There's no medicine out there that can actually, like, help. So they just gave me a steroid shot and sent me home. And it came back within a day, you know, like, I feel like if I had been able to go to someone who might have asked me what's going on in my life, yeah. like, we don't really think about how much that impacts our body. Yeah. yeah, basically, when you get sick in this sort of society, you're forced to call into question all the ways that you fucked up recently. Mm. And like, if that ha might have anything to do mm -hmm. with your physical ailments. 
And so this is kind of an example of how witches or healers or like supernatural healers serve as community leaders and problem solvers in a world that's like a lot more intimate. I have this quote from the paper. Health is not measured only in terms of physical factors, but in accordance with the recognition of human beings as multidimensional in relation to the interdependence of the physical or natural, social, and spiritual dimensions of being. So I was like, damn, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want to be a witch. <laughs> and you can. Did you hear yeah. about the, the witches that hexed the moon, the TikTok witches? Oh, love that. Yeah. It we wasn't real, hex- allegedly. Yeah. But I think it was in like 2020 they hexed the moon. <laughs> Wait, why the moon? There's other people to hex. They just, they were just trolling people. Oh, okay. They literally got on TikTok and was like, I hexed the moon. Yeah. And all the other witches were like, you literally can, babe. Yeah. It's a celestial body. <laughs> they was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of these healers, I mean, the first thing they would probably think of is like, oh, well, there's a witch, like, cursing you, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about is familiars. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So um, I think fam- familiars are a really awesome, like, part of this because it calls into question, like, the body and, like, the physical mm-hmm. experience of that. And I think that also really plays into gender. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just, like, anthropomorphism. Mm-hmm. And so it says, the ambiguous position of the witch is further supported by the belief that they can transform into one or other of a familiar, which suggests that they are neither completely human nor completely animal. Thus, by combining human and animal characteristics in an unnatural manner, the witch can transcend the abilities of ordinary persons. Ooh, shit. I thought if I could morph into like a frog. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. Be so <laughs> a sick. frog? Okay, well, the only reason I said frog was because I was listening to another podcast recently where they were talking about witches, and they mentioned this, like, old-timey witch who had two familiars, both of which were frogs. Oh. And they cool. had really funny names. I'm going to try and look them up here in a second because they were, like, puns on on the fact that they're frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're having some technical mishaps. <laughs> okay. uh, tune into Patreon to see the technical mishaps. <laughs> Patreon out on earth. <laughs> Listen, marketing can't take the marketing out of the the marketing major yeah, out of the person, but she can't take the person out of the major. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I think being a frog would be fun. What would you be if you Probably had just a, a cat? See, that's it's a good one. It's a standard one, but it's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, what if I could be like a bat? Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Rabies bat. No, literally COVID bats. Oh, God. <laughs> no. COVID bat. No. Yeah, y'all don't fuck with me. I'd be a motherfucking COVID bat. Oh, my God. Y'all do some shit. I will cause a motherfucking pandemic. Oh, my God. We might have to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> You're familiar as a COVID bat? <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. I feel like my familiar needs a touch of chaos, too. Yeah, though. there we go. And it being a COVID bat is just like crazy. Okay, but... I'd be we a have COVID... to be able to laugh about COVID. We have to. Yeah. And the thing about me being a COVID bat, my familiar, <laughs> is that I would choose whether or not I passed COVID on. Okay, yeah. When I bit people. You could hold it back. Oh, yeah, you, like, I could hold, hold it your back. breath. You know, literally. And then you fly by like. I just might dry my mouth out entirely. And it's yeah. Like... <laughs> Anyways, oh I think we should continue on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so. um. Yeah, familiars. Uh, magic blurs the lines between animal and between animal and natural consciousness. 
quick interjection. Do you would you be offended if I started knitting while we were talking? No. Okay. Is I, it if it's quiet? Oh, it's wood needles. You won't hear anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus, like, I was like, gonna say you should do that when we're potting. I was like, hope you listen. Yeah, that's exactly it. I yeah. think it will keep me. Yeah. Let, let's engaged. take a break and let me um check everything. How does it oh, it looks cute. Yeah, this is precious. Okay, we're recording. We're recording. Okay. I think we are. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna get into the witch as an exclusionary term. So Gosden writes. Both religion and science ran a propaganda campaign against magic, partly for class reasons. Mm. And this is because astrologers and witches practiced a much more accessible form of medical science oh. that made sense to everyday people. Oh, wow. We've really been anti-affordable healthcare since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> and it all goes back to magic. Damn. Um, and so this is why Christianity appropriated astrological explanations into the Bible. This transition created a binary of rational, which is like science and Christianity, versus irrational, yeah. indigenous or foreign intellectual histories. Mm. That's what he says. It's like, yeah, it's like witches and magic was like an othering to be like, oh, the pagan, basically. Mm. Like the okay. right thing to believe is science and Christianity and the wrong thing to believe is anything else. And anything else is going to be magic and paganism and whatever and they basically bunched all everything into pagan that's what pagan means mm. is anything other than that so really <laughs> yeah huh um, whip out the book <laughs> this is a great book this is witch hunt a traveler's guide to the power and persecution of the witch Ooh. um where chris miss Kristen here travels around europe and writes about the witches that the witch stories that happened with each country oh that's exciting. pretty cool so she says, overriding astrology's pagan past, newly minted Christians began to shift the meanings of the zodiac. The 12 signs came to symbolize Jesus's 12 apostles. The sun came to symbolize Christ himself, who was what? worshipped on Sunday. It took centuries to Christianize the zodiac, but convert Saint Zeno of Verona proffered in-depth links between Christian theology and astrology in the 4th century. He says, Aries became the symbol of the mystic lamb that would be sacrificed. Taurus represented Christ's sacrifice in the divine drama, while Cancer and Leo represented the resurrection and the triumph of light. Gemini is the symbol of the transition from the Old to the New Testament through the mystical womb of Mary, represented by the sign of Virgo. The remaining signs of the zodiac symbolized human drama based on the passage from human ruin and perdition to redemption Christ's sacrifice here represented in the highest expression in aquarius a symbol of purification from original sin through baptism the salvation of humanity is symbolized by pisces so literally he just goes through like all of these and was like yep so they took these things and they were like how do we make this biblical okay i see so many similarities so i want to okay also i don't know anything about okay. the bible so a lot of that was just like bullshit to me so, That's fair. So yeah. when they talked about <laughs> Virgos, um, Mary being the Virgo, the Virgin Mary, I thought that mm -hmm. was kind of an interesting thing. And on top of that, Gemini being a sign ruled by Mercury being the planet of change and transition. I was like, okay, wow, I see how y'all are really bastardizing this. Um, and it's really kind of wild to see how they ran with it and made it their own little moment when yeah. it's like been around for millennia, I feel at this point, probably. Right. Um, and so... The similarities are kind of crazy. No. Yeah. No, it's literally they just, I mean. They literally that's plagiarize. What, that's what Christmas is too, you know, like mm. they just are taking lower class um, 
like traditions and experiences and spiritualities and mm. turning it into more accessible Christian theology. I don't know. But it's it's like a way to be like, you can be a Christian too. Look, I, the sun is the same thing as our Christ. Just begins this like <laughs> long, long history of the church doing literally anything and everything and going to whatever means they can to like convert a bunch of people yeah. to Christianity. Can you stop? Yeah. Can we just like calm down a little bit? Yeah. Can you just find a hobby? I can teach you how to knit. <laughs> <laughs> we can do yeah. more constructive things. Well, Speaking that's of the knitting, thing is it's like this is people insane. have communities and people have like things that support them spiritually. Mm. And this is a way of like turning it into one thing mm. that they have control over, you know. Listen, I love the illusion of control, but more technical difficulties, y'all. Should we just take it off? You can just take um, it off. No, because I know the DSing takes a minute, so <laughs> I'm just going to make it work. Um, okay. I forgot what I was going to say now, because now I'm just like, <gasps> at this moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But also, I was knitting, and then my yarn got tangled around this, like, <laughs> oh, no. cord that, like, spins a million times, I'm and I've been sorry. trying to untangle it for the last five minutes. Okay, I got it. We're moving on. Okay. Continue. We can, like, we can... I did it. Okay, okay. there we yes, go. Yes, we're okay. cooking. Yeah, we, we're, this is a yarn... This has turned into a yarn stream. Oh, oh, my God, stop. Should I do knitting streams? You should. Absolutely. I've never seen anybody new knitting streams Yeah. Before. People do niche? art streams all the time. I'll show you how to set it up. You are. That would be kind of fun. Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, back to Christianity and the yeah. bastardization of astrology. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also don't want to be like a firm astrology defender no. because um, I'm not super, like, I don't, uh, I think it's fun. And that's, that's, that's it. That's, that's my, that's my final opinion. I think a lot of people opinion. share that sentiment. Yeah. I. We're in late stage capitalism. If that makes you happy, no. do it. We're you know? late stage capitalists if it makes you happy, do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You said our days are limited, so just yeah. be happy. Uh, but I'm not going to say that it's like... I mean, we are not I, the I, authorities. I don't, don't we much. truly don't know that much about the universe. So how how are we to know whether astrology is real or not? Just right. like I Yeah. Mean, I mean, just like how are we supposed to know whether Christianity is real or not? Yeah. Like the stories told in the Bible. So like, I don't know. I think it could be considered another sort of like religion slash spirituality. Yeah. astrology for sure but right. i think that's not like a new information biting stretch of the mind if you guys want to listen to a really great critical analysis of astrology the podcast overthink has an awesome <sighs> awesome episode about it Just um they are philosophers they really get into it um and yeah i think i'm i'm not gonna talk about like astrology as much um in Valid. in this episode um i'm more about like magic and witches but um if you want to kind of analyze it through the same lens they have a great episode maybe we should do a second spooky episode that is about astrology where i take the reins okay and then i can do oh my god stop this would be so fun we do have to record again like pretty soon and we need to yeah because i need to do this episode okay okay but because i don't know shit oh my god Um, i would love okay (laughs) okay so also i wanted to talk about i i don't want to really get into the witch trials because it's just it's saturated. not really what I wanted to talk about, but no. also, um, yeah, it is really saturated. There's so much good media out mm-hmm. there about the witch trials. But from my perspective, it's just femicide. Oh, yeah. Persecution of women down. And if you think that it has anything to do with witches, um, you need to read about it because research. it really doesn't have anything to do with like magic or 
I mean, it may, but like for the most part, it's just the murder of so many innocent women. Exactly. I was listening to a story where they said, if she's a witch, we're going to tie her up by her hands and her feet and throw her off the edge of a cliff. Mm -hmm. And if she flies, she's a witch. Right. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 backtrack a second. Right. (laughs) So so you mean to tell me if you throw her off and she doesn't fly, she's dead. Yeah. You just killed an innocent person. Right. Now she does fly. What the fuck's going to happen? Do you want she flies back up? Right. She's going to get your ass. Exactly. So, like, leave her alone. Yeah, just leave her alone. Cut your losses, babe. God damn. And did any of them ever fly? No. 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 Did any of them ever get that brick off of their feet? Because remember, they would tie and they would be like, they won't drown if they're witches. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. This is crazy. No, it's literally just like random ways to kill people with. Yeah. And with some weird justification. Right. Like, yeah, it's And if you want, I, I okay, I have two books that uh, I could recommend that I did read, but I'm not going to talk about too much. <laughs> um, In Defense of Witches, The Legacy of Witch Hunts and Why Women Are Still on Trial by mm. French journalist and practicing witch, <gasps> Mona Cholet. Oh, she sounds witchy. And Caliban and the Witch by feminist historian and philosopher Sylvia Federici. This is a very foundational source. Federici is a beautiful last name. Yes. Very talented. She really ties together, like, the links between the witch trials and capitalism. Okay. Um, And she basically says that, like, the witch trials were a way to prep society for capitalism. She says that up to 80,000 witches were put to death witches oh my god um and probably a lot more in the same way that we don't really know how many people were lynched Mm. you know or how many indigenous children were lost in residential schools exactly like this like it's probably way more Mm -hmm. um and so rarely people who actually claim the identity of which were persecuted because it was used as an exclusionary term like no one would be like i'm a witch for the same reason that they like in the other communities i was talking about like which is like a bad word yeah it'd be like in the like 40s walking into a room being like i'm gay as shit yeah you know what i mean like you're not gonna do that you're not gonna call yourself like you're not gonna open up a business and be like which for practice like no literally witchcraft with me like that's not how the word was used they were healers fortune tellers herbalists midwives community leaders and anyone who was in proximity to a witch or in proximity to women, mm. or just anyone who dared to go against like the grain of society. So like disabled people, queer people, mm. immigrants, enslaved people, like you name it, yeah. they were burned. Well, especially when you <laughs> talk about midwives, I think there's something really interesting to that point is because so much of the female anatomy and biology and physiology is so foreign to so many men. Yeah. Especially back in this time when like women's healthcare didn't ex- healthcare as a whole didn't really exist. So, like, I can imagine that there, I well, I firmly believe that there is magic to the feminine body. Like, I 100% believe that. So, I can, I guess, if I'm playing devil's advocate, could see, like, where the quote-unquote magic yeah. comes into the midwifery. But I'm like, baby, yeah. they're just get, helping give birth. Like They're just healers. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool your shit, please. Yeah. You want your wife to successfully give birth? Or yeah. Or do you want her to... To die. To no, if I if I had to have like, a baby tomorrow, the first oh, thing I would do no. was go hire a midwife. Oh, I was about to say, would like you? The first thing. So no hospital, just a midwife. No, I yeah, I think I would also I would go to a hospital, okay. but I would Bring have her. a midwife to advocate for me. Okay, no, that's so real because that's 
you have to have that yeah. in the American healthcare system. And especially because you're going to be in so much pain that like advocating for yourself is like not necessarily something you in it. your wheelhouse at that moment. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And love Brady, but I need like that's fair. Someone that I hired to, to do That's that for very me fair. so that he can have that experience too, you know? Well, he could just be know, there and know. be like a dad instead of having to like worry about every little thing. Just be like, be like yeah. holding your hand, I know. supporting you. Yeah, I want someone else to be like cutting me open and shit. Like I'm not trying oh, to. Oh, God. No, don't. No, with C-sections. C-sections are crazy. <laughs> I was a continue. C-section. I was a C-section too. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. They call me a platinum star gay. <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's like I didn't know we had stars. Like, oh do you want to be a fucking gold star gay? I can't believe that. Did you not know that's a thing? No. Oh my god, I've, stop. I've gold star gays and platinum star gays. Gold star gays are gays that were born like out of the vagina, but have never had sex with a woman or with somebody with a vagina. And then platinum star gays are C-section babies who have never had sex with somebody with a vagina. Damn. Y'all hate vaginas. I'm a woman hater. (laughs) Listen to that, women. Yeah. Anyways, y'all know that's not true. Continue. Oh, my God. I'm jealous of women. Uh, Let me take that back real quick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I really, I did not know that terminology. That's insane. I mean, I've heard that before. I didn't know that's what it meant. Listen, the intersections of queer culture and <laughs> this is listen, it this is it this is the this intersection is okay okay yeah so th- uh she talks about like the way that the integral role of women was being systemically altered mm. to prepare for capitalism mm. and so that means that this was the first big opposition to contraception and abortion mm. um the first big like gendered division of labor the first pro-lifers yeah damn so now like basically by killing witches you are taking away their professions making them make babies and that's their Mm, only purpose reducing them to a biological machine right creating babies to make more machines for capitalism yep Um, disgusting and the the last part of that is like the exploitation of nature and mm. splitting up of common land in europe they had like common land mm-hmm. which was used for these women's networks for like herbalism and all mm. of everything and they started to you know give private property and like split it up basically so they couldn't use it anymore so i think that's really interesting kind of like the persecution of the witch goes along with like the persecution of common land and like that natural existence mm-hmm. Okay, so we got through that part. I didn't want to talk about the witch trials too much, but just know that that's like a really important part and there's so much stuff that you can read about it. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm sure there are many podcast episodes on it somewhere. We're like, yeah, (laughs) we're going to stay in our lane on this one. Yeah. So now I'm going to talk about the witch as like a cultural icon. Yes, Um, icon. And let's see. Uh, First, I want to talk about cat discrimination. And speak. <laughs> speak on it. I first, well, I first heard about this on one of the drunk episodes of Vengetopia. Literally. Um, but it actually comes from In Defense of Witches, the one of the books I read. In 1233, um, Pope Gregory declared that cats were the devil's servants. Uh- and then in, eight, in 1484, which is a long time later, but anyways, that just shows like, People hated cats for a while. Dispute. 
Pope Innocent ordered that all cats seen in the company of women were to be considered their familiars, and these witches were to be burned along with their animals. So they were literally putting cats up on the stakes and burning them like with the witches. Imagine and being so miserable that you literally put a cat on the stake. I and burn know. It. Like that's crazy. Because they thought it was a witch. I'm like, can it not it's just a be cat. a cat? It's just a cat. Like, babe. imagine like you're just a cat and you're just hanging out and you like walk by a woman and they're like, witch. And then <laughs> like, next thing you know, you're literally singeing. You're literally like burning. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck happened, babe? I was just walking. Yeah. This is a Tuesday afternoon. I was going to see my girls. Yeah. Like. And um, because they killed so many cats, um, historians have linked this extermination to the growth of the rat population. Um, which aggravated the plague. Wow. And outbreaks and diseases. Wait, so sexism made the plague worse? Yeah. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, because they killed the cats. Wow. So that's like animals, witches. Um, wow. That's, that's political ecology. That right listen, there. Listen, that is political ecology for you. But also, the plague was blamed on witches. Wait. So you're going to take my cats away, the same things that kill the rats, and then you're going to blame this on me? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. I would start hexing people then. Exactly. Like, at that point, they had a reason to be upset. Yeah. I mean, they had a reason to be upset. I know. Like, I would have been hexing the whole time. whole time. If I saw my girl on the stake, oh, that entire town would burn. Yeah. They and But that's why they would burn you. Because they were like, you can't be friends with this witch. That means you're a witch. I'd like to think that I'm, like, sly enough to get away with it, but I know I'm not. Yeah. Like, they would get my ass. They would. Immediately. Like, in that book I read, they said that there were some, like, cities across Europe that there were no women left. Like, the, in See, Germany. And in this Germany is how I know homosexuality is real and has been a thing for a very long time. Yeah, because who Cause were they fucking? Who were they fucking and sucking? Each other. Yeah. They killed like, everyone else. Literally had no other options. It was either that or bestiality, babes. Yeah. So, <laughs> it'll be that. So, it was either burn or, like, only make babies. And never Jesus talk Christ! About anything what horrible existence! Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, back to cats. <laughs> oh my God, cat um, discrimination. The cats. Uh, it also carries over into like cat colorism. Interesting. So, oh, like, black cats. Yeah, yeah. like gotcha. Black cats. Um, to this day, are oh, their fur was sold for cheaper. Apparently, they used to like sell cat furs? Do that in the 1800s. I mean, um, but also, warm. like, darker colored cats get adopted for less, far less than light colored ones. I can't so. imagine. Sage is a, a darker colored cat. I can't imagine his color coming into me. Yeah, right. Choosing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, like, Banjo's dark, too. So Yeah. Like, not colorism with cats. I know. Colorism is... There's probably a lot of things that ties into we've that. We've got enough but... colorism as is with the human population. Do we need to extend that to animals? Do it we really... with dogs, too. Dogs... Wait, what? Uh, yeah, dark colored dogs are adopted less as well. We're literally racist to animals. Like, That's we, so crazy. We put that on them, too. It's insane. Oh, my God. We're so broken. Yeah. This is... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um... Okay, I'm going to do... Okay, I have... If I'm talking about the icon of the witch, I have to talk about anti-Semitism. Talk about it. Um, Terms such as witches' Sabbath and their synagogues Mm. were used. Mm. And so they used kind of like the persecution of witches and the persecution of Jewish people as like a way to bring them into the same... Category. Category, Yeah. yeah. 
Um, they were Damn. both suspected of conspiring to destroy Christianity. Why has nothing changed? And both groups were depicted with hooked noses and something that, um, yeah, that's where the hooked nose comes from. So if you ever, like, the Halloween witch is, like, a absolute, like, insane icon of anti-semitism yeah also we learned this the um hat the pointy hat is also so yeah if before you dress up as like a witch for halloween like kind of think about that are you an anti-semite yeah you shouldn't be dressing as a witch if not (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay and then cosmetics so the 21st century cosmetic industry has appropriated magical terminology mm. by selling women its pots and viral vials mm. and potions and miraculous ingredients, mm. promises of transformation. And I thought this was interesting, like glamour and charm used to mean spell. I was about to say, because glamour would always mean like you're putting on a facade, an illusion of something or someone yeah. else. And then charm, like you said, literally a spell. Yeah. Like wow yeah and so now it's like now it only means like beauty or glow and it's associated Mm. with show business we've reduced a woman's magic to her appearance yeah and this is a quote patriarchy has stolen our cosmos Mm. and we turned it in the form of cosmopolitan magazine (laughs) and cosmetics cosmos cosmetics cosmetology wow that's by mary daly mary daly fucking bodied that yeah she did i was like wow not me saying they stripped women of their magic and reduced it down to looks and then she turned around and said the same fucking thing yeah hello this is editing cricket just wanted to make a quick interjection here after looking into mary daly a little bit more um it's clear to me that she was a very prominent voice in the white feminist movement of the 1970s and unfortunately that means that she was also pretty trans exclusive with several really shit claims against trans people so um Sorry that I didn't catch this sooner, but just know that we aren't like Mary Daly's stands by any means, and she's like dead anyways. So I will um I'll link some sources in the description of some really good critique of Mary Daly and we'll do our best to educate ourselves better in the future. Thanks. It talks about like the daily routine, a watered down version of like a witch's initiation, like beauty rituals like putting on what's like, your morning skincare ritual yes yeah, yes yeah. okay and they t- uh this is from um in defense of witches by mona cholet but um yeah basically she's saying like women still do witchcraft but it's mm. only in this form of like consumerism mm-hmm. and whatever so we're going chronologically mm-hmm. we are up to like the 90s paradigm shift okay which is something that happened when there was a lot of like media mm-hmm. sabrina the teenage witch yes yep. there was suddenly like a lot of media where we were like hocus oh pocus. magic is like a fun little mm-hmm. thing we can do actually hocus and it's like kind of sexy yeah i don't know yeah but like harry potter and like that down. was 2000s i guess there's got to be some more that we're not we're missing yeah but yes but she talks about like how there's these iconic witches that shifted witchcraft from like taboo to cool Mm. whereas before it was like you wouldn't want to do yeah so then we've got witch talk which had Mm -hmm. um just like plant talk which we just talked about in the last episode tune in to houseplant imperialism on earth pod spotify (laughs) (laughs) or patreon or patreon Um, (laughs) preferably patreon but you know i'll take what we can get (laughs) yeah just like plant talk it had rising popularity during COVID for, I think, same reasons of, like, 
romanticizing nature and Mm -hmm. all that stuff like same kind of thing that happened that and like if covid stood as an isolation from everything that we had known maybe witchcraft the rise of that was sort of a move back to the communal aspect of that and to having that connection with something yeah whether or not you know what it is having a connection in the midst of so much chaos yeah and i think yeah no i'm because i remember wanting to like and this is an inherently problematic term but like wanting to find like my quote-unquote like spirit animal like during Mm. covid like my spirit guide like things like this and like yeah again very fraught but (laughs) yeah like looking for that sort of connection amidst like the severing of so many other connections right so yeah i guess that makes a lot of sense yeah i get it yeah and also um gen z is like the least religious Mm, um generation and so i think in the same way people found spirituality with like plants they found in witchcraft Mm. and yeah it's kind of like a nuanced romanticization through the internet Mm -hmm. i think but that brings me to cultural appropriation I think that if you are wanting to get into witchcraft, this I am not the authority mm. to talk about cultural appropriation, especially when it comes to like what you feel like you mm. would like to practice. Um, mm-hmm. But what I can say is like there are plenty of witches on the internet who speak a lot about this, mm. and um, it should be the first place you go mm. if you're like starting to get into this stuff, yep. um, because. Not only do I think it's, like, important, but I think it's also a really powerful starting point. I agree. So they talk about, like, how generationality, mm. that's something very spiritual, mm-hmm. um, and how it's forever. Mm. And so, like, you wouldn't want to mess with, like, the spirits or cultures that you're not a part exactly. of historically. You don't want to mess or piss yeah. off the ancestors by cultural appropriation. Right. Like, yeah. it could be dangerous. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, like, why not call upon your own ancestral lineage? Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. When, like we've been discussing, like magic and spiritual connections to the earth exist in every culture around mm-hmm. the world. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, so if that's something you have access to, if you have access to your ancestry, because I know that a lot of people may not, mm-hmm. it might, I mean, this might be a good place to start. Look into it. Yeah. Like what witches are you related to? Like, exactly. It, it's not like, I, it's not like a, oh, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. It's more like, why don't you do what might be more meaningful to you? Exactly. Yeah. And like what will like truly connect you with the ancestors that will help you power yourself and your yeah. practice moving forwards because you already have that like established connection with them via blood. And so, yeah, I find that really interesting. And also like how you had mentioned earlier, every culture has its practice. It may not look the same as another culture, but everyone did. Yeah. And so like you, even if you don't find a history of, you know, like, witches or like practicers within your own family knowing the roots of your family's ancestry will allow you to find maybe even the specific type of magic that was known in that region and then you can explore that kind of magic rather than trying to get into like hoodoo or voodoo right you know these things that are like not really open to you if you weren't really a part of the culture type deal you know what i mean yeah they talk about that as like um a closed practice yes yes something that you can only gain access to through like community mm-hmm. sharing yep and i think that's great um and i also think this is a good rule of thumb to just have any time that you're Truly. trying to um, explore culture. cultures yeah yep. like think mm-hmm. about where you come from maybe first yes yep. yeah meat and potatoes we're at dessert yeah here we're at um i want to kind of 
tie this back into pretty much both of our other two episodes and talk yep, about yep, yep. magic as a leader of reciprocity. Mm. Um, I have a couple of lovely quotes. We have this, I think it's from Chris Gosden. He says, paradoxically, magic now seems a very pragmatic solution, a life-affirming jumpstart a way of anchoring ourselves in the world and in our own lives at a time when everything Mm. seems to be conspiring to destabilize us and exploit our vulnerabilities. Mm. And I think it's important to position this outside of escapism. Mm. And um, that's one of the critiques of astrology is it can be a little bit like escapist. Yeah. Like not rooted in, like critical action again listen to that podcast Lack by overthink a, maybe a, like <laughs> accountability for yeah. what's going on in one's life you can blame it on the stars rather yeah. than saying like this is a direct result of this action that i or a result of inaction that i right. took you know what i mean so yeah no i 100 percent. yeah that yeah makes total sense yeah and in that podcast episode they talk about the concept of like subjugated knowledge mm-hmm. versus obsolete knowledge mm-hmm. Where like subject, subjugated knowledge is something that might have been like suppressed over time by by systems, mm. and obsolete knowledge is something that has been phased out by the scientific method. Mm. And obsolete so I don't as, know. I wow. I heard that and I was like, I don't. I think there might be a little more like overlap there, but that's just yeah. Some I don't know something that you read. You're just regurgitating <laughs> what you've seen. Yeah. Yes. When you get quiet, you can hear the soft okay, like, yeah. whisper of my knitting. <laughs> I think that's nice. I like it too. It's a very calming sound. Um, yeah. Okay. So a point on the holistic well-being should be a door to opening up more possibilities rather than like taking away mm. what may work for others. So like mm-hmm. I want I want to enforce that this is about choice and not restriction. And like the last thing I want is for someone to go to the doctor for like an ear infection and their only answer is that like mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> like I think... <laughs> I think there's a lot more to to explore there. But, okay, Chris Gosden talks about scientific divination, which is assigning consciousness to inanimate objects, giving it meaning, and transforming the way we think about nature. And I think that relates highly to, like, themes of anthropomorphism and reciprocity, um, what Robin Wall Kimmer writes about. Yes, Ms. Um, Kimmer. And so this is from Mona Cholet. She says... When a system for apprehending the world which represents itself as supremely rational ends up destroying humanity's fundamental life-supporting mm. substrate, mm. we may be overdue a reboot of mm. our standard classifications of what is rational and what is irrational. Beautiful. She says the most recent scientific discoveries converge with wishes, intuitions. Modern physics no longer speaks of separate, discrete atoms of dead matter, Mm. but waves of energy, Mm. probabilities, patterns that change as they're observed. It recognizes that shamans and witches have always known uh, that matter and energy are not separate forces, but Mm. different forms of the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. Period. And that's like so real because we literally are just energy manifested in a physical form. Yeah. That's truly all we are. And so to think that we don't have any energetic power is just crazy. Yeah. Like you you know that phrase where like you say somebody walks in a room and lights it up? Mm-hmm. Babe, that's energy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's magic in a way. Absolutely. So anyways, continue. I'm yeah. enjoying. <laughs> um I, I think that's like my big my big point. Magic can be something that we can use as like an opposition to maybe the lifestyles that we have that have been 
excuse to exploit the earth for so long. Mm -hmm. And that's a discovery that I did not expect to come to while I was researching witches. Like I was just expecting to have like a fun little episode about it. But then I was like, this is like activism. Like Mm -hmm. witches are doing shit that really calling into question ideas and thoughts that are harmful. And really like bringing that connection between human and nature back in a lot of ways because you are harnessing both your energy and the energy of the herbs you're using or of the incense you're using mm-hmm. to or even make maybe sounds that you're taking energy right you know and like harnessing those and creating them into hopefully something physical yeah you know? i'm sure that there are physical manifestations of magic everywhere but yeah like we may not know that that's what it is slash may not be privy to it so, yeah i don't know no i agree yeah. and i love the point of like witches and shamans have always known this mm. you know a like deep that's rooted like ancestral knowledge yes yeah yeah how do you think just uh, off of what you've what I've talked about today, how do you think that magic and witchcraft might help um, climate justice? Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, if you view yourself as a part of a, an energy source that's completely interconnected, why would you want to degrade that energy source? Because you're in turn degrading yourself. So, I mean, like that's an immediate direct connection. And then also, if you see yourself in communion with these things, if you see yourself as working together with these things, why would you want to then destroy those things? You know what I mean? So, I mean, the connections I feel are pretty, pretty easy once you start looking. But I think magic and witchcraft as climate activism is like not a take that I would have ever thought about on my own. Yeah. <laughs> like genuinely never would have connected those dots. Right. Um, I also find something very interesting about like the gendered aspect of magic and of witchcraft because we automatically assume feminine, but like that's not always the case. And I think that also like if we could switch this idea of like magic only being something that the feminine can access it then provides a space for the masculine or the energies in between to come in and also see themselves as a part of that um, communal way of living. I don't know. So, yeah. What about you? Oh, that was great. Thank you. That's what I would would have said. Honestly, that was great. Thank you. Yeah. I'd love to, like, explore more things that seem magic to me, like, in nature. Like, I, I, we had a lot of, um, yeah, we had a lot of requests after our first first episode to do more like kind of deep dives onto small natural history like people wanted to learn about specific plants or trees or like oh i would uh, love to do like a specific tree episode i'd love to do an episode on the ginkgo tree oh it's one of the oldest trees to man it's been through ice ages the whole nine that's cool hasn't changed a whole lot oh my god yeah so very interesting i think we'll definitely get there Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> We're on episode three, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow we keep talking about the Renaissance. So and we need- <laughs> we'll go back to it, frankly. Um, the I mean, Renaissance is such a like, pivotal yeah. time in world history that like it's, it, you can't not talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, yeah, the Renaissance directly connects to any and every modern thing that we see today. Yeah. So, like, that's why I think it's hard to not discuss it is because it's so much more than just the the birth of so much iconic art that we've seen because yeah. what is that art what is that art symbolic of in the right. culture at that time the and and how is that yeah so like you may get tired of us talking about the renaissance but unfortunately like <laughs> maybe we should just become more appreciative of the both fraught and beneficial aspects of 
the renaissance yeah (laughs) we can learn a lot from it especially when it comes to gender so So, so that's why we keep coming back to it but you know Mm. um cool that was literally that was it do you have any questions for me or anything else um what day-to-day activity do you do that you think could be considered magic oh definitely makeup like i know that that was like something they talked about as like something that i but there's nuance to it, you know, yeah. like I should I should be able to do it and have fun with it. But yeah. like, yeah, definitely makeup, yeah. cooking. I love yes, cooking. Because you are literally making a potion. That's yeah. a literal potion. It is. And yeah. again, all with natural things that come from Mother Earth and like, yeah, and then um, we touch on Mother Earth and like us gendering Earth and anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a beautiful. Well, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, um writing yeah like poetry that's yeah. literally spells like yeah. um yeah i think a meditation i think like literally everything could be magic like, i think for <laughs> me like i consider knitting magic yeah um, i think there's something to be said about a finished object having a personality to it or an yeah. energy to it and for me it's like whatever i'm feeling or whatever i'm going through while i'm knitting this garment I can feel it on the garment once I'm done with it. Yeah. Like it stays in it because it's quite literally knitted into the fabric of the garment. Yeah. And I think there is something so magical about turning wool off of a sheep into a t-shirt. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's something so magic about fabric art and art as a whole. Like like where where are these ideas coming from? Where are we channeling these ideas from? Like mm-hmm. that creative like stream is so magical. Yeah. And just like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I totally so agree. Cool. I um, I read this uh, series of fantasy novels called The Scholomance, and the way that she's it. a wizard and the way that she builds mana is through crochet. Me. <laughs> so yeah, she's literally like sitting in her room, like if building I built mana. mana off of knitting, I'd be the most powerful bitch in the world. <laughs> I will literally you do though. Think about it. You know? I do because knitting is such like a restorative practice for me. Like yeah. In a capitalist society where I feel like I'm never producing enough, the slow and gradual and consistent, like, working up of something really, like, stands as a counter to, like, the productivity mindset. Because you're like, oh, fuck, it really does take forever to make a shirt if you don't have, like, a knitting machine. And even then it takes hours. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, it makes you think about where things come from. Mm -hmm. What it takes to get things into the form that they are when you find them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was witchcraft magic. That was witchcraft. I thought that was really fun. Really? That was really good. good. You ate. Thank you. You ate. I was like Thanks. really genuinely felt like I was just listening to a podcast while I knew. Like, <laughs> but you're literally podcasting. I know. But I was just so in tune and I was like, this is such good storytelling. Oh, I don't thank know. You. It was such good information. And also like I think the more abstract the topic, the easier my brain absorbs it yeah Um, i think once we get like on our i think it was on our houseplant imperialism sorry when we were talking about like statistics and stuff about houseplant owners my brain was like (laughs) but now we're talking about like magic my brain's like oh my god there's so many different places we could go and this has so many like like probable connections with so many other aspects of life like at what degree is like construction magic? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the taking of a bunch of natural materials and turning them into a literal structure that you can live a whole life in. Yeah. Like everything is magic. Exactly. Like nature is magic. The way that nature like 
creates homes for itself or the way that animals communicate is so magic yeah. like the things that go on under the ocean surface is are, are all magic like exactly. everything is when you look around you are constantly surrounded by it yeah and i think that's it's so like cool. how i've felt for so long mm. and like finding words to describe it yeah. is kind of like what i live for no. and this is just another way to describe it me when i found critical food studies <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is my name of my major? Changing my major. No, literally. I was like, what am I doing? Oh, it's critical food studies. That's what I'm doing. That was like a really cool moment. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that's the ep ep three. Episode three. Um, for our Patreonites, it's a video video episode. So you know, you might thank you to our three current ones. I want to dox them, but I know that's kind of hateful. Not actually dox them, but just like drop the names. <gasps> what if we read off the names of our Patreon members at the end of every episode? Um, sure. Let's I'm just see. kidding. We don't have to do that. You said. Let's do it when we have more. I was about to say, I can name the three right <laughs> I now. Like, I know exactly. I was like, what? Anyways, shout out to y'all. Yeah. The real ones. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. I can't believe we're on episode three. We're going to be recording a bonus episode soon, which will also be a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Um, and then we are also, I think we're going to go ahead and record another spooky episode. I yeah. wanted to explore that astrology idea a lot. Yeah, we can, we can like because just giving like a summary of like the stereotypes of each sign and like how we use astrology as like another escapism tool for like personal accountability. I think was yeah. a very interesting. You have point. to listen to that podcast. It's, episode. it's over overthinking. Over, Overthink. Overthink. Okay. Yeah. On the astrology one, that's really interesting. Cause yeah. I've always wondered like, yes, I agree that astrology has validity because like if the, the moon can control the ocean, there's n- and we're what 80, 90% water. Yeah. Like how are you going to tell me that it doesn't control me as well? Oh my God. That's so true. Like you can't, you simply can't yeah. like, that's just illogical. Especially if you're trying to think of it with from like a mind of like a logic or reason. It's just like you can't refute that. Yeah. Um, like I'd be interested in, in knowing like what's valid and what's been bastardized by like the way that astrology has been yes. like created. Ooh, I really want to do sort of um a like summary between the differences between Western and Eastern astrology too. Ooh, yeah. I think that would be super cool because that's something that I still don't even fully understand. Yeah. And so like finding some sources on like Eastern um, astrology from people who practice it would be really, I think, engaging. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled on the feed. Yeah. You know, we'll be we'll be active. We'll be live. Yeah. I hope you guys have been enjoying. Oh, there will be a zine with this episode yeah, as yeah, there yeah, yeah. will always be a zine. But with that... Bye. Bye, guys. (laughs) Have a great day. Have a happy spooky season, Uh, whether you spell it S-A-A-S-O-N or S-E-N. S-A-A? S-E-A. I kind of stumbled over the first saison. 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 Oh, my God. Okay. Bye. Hello, thank you for listening to the first episode of our spooky season. Just as a reminder, if you aren't following Out on Earth Pod on Instagram and TikTok, you're missing out on a ton of awesome visual guides, memes, and jokes to go along with the show. Also, if you'd like to support us on Patreon for just $5 a month, you can gain access to early episodes, bonus episodes, and the official Out on Earth episodic scene, which serves as a listening, learning, and vocabulary guide that you can print out and fold on your own. 
We just recorded our first bonus episode where I tell my ghost story, which is pretty insane, so you're definitely going to want to hear that. (laughs) Um, Full transcripts and citations are posted for free on Patreon as well if you're looking for them. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'd love it if you could share our show with a friend who might also enjoy it. If you're listening on Spotify, be sure to follow and rate our show by tapping the three dots on our profile, and then the little star icon listed as Rate Show. It really helps us out. If you have questions or concerns, feel free to email us at outonearthpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram. And be sure to take our survey in the description below to suggest episodes or let us know what we did right. Thanks again for listening. Together, we can find joy out on Earth. Out on Earth is written, produced, and edited by Cricket Kaya and Ashton Attic, hosted by Acast, music provided by Halisna.